I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ninety-seven. Right, we're going to get that out of the way now before I forget, because as I get further into this sentence, I'm going to forget what episode we were on. Right, we are back. It's Ready Player Two. We've got all the hosts, every host here. I'm going to introduce them in a minute. We are on episode ninety-seven. We are creeping inexorably closer to episode one hundred, which is don't make strange movements, Ross. You're distracting me. Uh, we're getting very close to episode one hundred, which is a milestone that I think at one point none of us thought we were actually going to reach. We have planned for episode one hundred about six different times now <laughs> and almost every time we've decided to go on, go on one hiatus after another but we're here now and we're really really close so this is a filler episode in which we're going to talk about very little just so we can get closer <laughs> <laughs> to the magic number and um, we've got everybody here and I'm going to introduce everybody just in case you haven't listened to this podcast for some reason before which would be understandable because we disappear every now and again I'm Rich I'm the host I do apologise for this most of the time that we do a recording, but I'm not going to do it this time. Um, we also have Elle. Hi, I'm three I... raccoons in a trench coat. Okay. <laughs> we also... <laughs> Where did that happen? We also have Lewis. Hello, I am also three raccoons in a trench coat. Why is everybody... We also have Lee. I've done... I have nothing to do with raccoons. The, what, do you own a trench coat? No, neither. <laughs> yes, he no does. actually, he does. I think, yeah, it's in my age group, really, isn't it? I should really get one. <laughs> well, Lee's just a constant disappointment. And we also have Ross, who I presume is at least 12 raccoons in a very long trench coat. I'm just one massive raccoon. <laughs> what? In a really long <laughs> trench coat. I'm sort of life-size raccoon. Disappointed in both my quantity of raccoons and my apparel now. Right. Um, we've, we've all got stuff to talk about. We've decided, we decided a few episodes ago that we were going to go largely freeform with these episodes. We weren't going to take any kind of format. We used to do this try-hard thing where we wrote down stuff that we were going to talk about before the podcast, like really sensible, organised people. And we'd have like a news section and a Nintendo news section. And for some of those sections, we had jingles. And it was a whole thing. And then we did like bits where we had a section where we talked about something poignant and recent. Point of and, order. This is not in the script. Well, so we don't, I'm explaining that we don't have a script. This was oh. the, the high, I've been listening back to those old episodes for episode 100 research, and uh, yeah, we used to be slick as fuck. What, yeah. what, 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 what are we now? 
Well, I mean, a, a shambles. Oh. A pack of raccoons talking <laughs> randomly. <laughs> <to one point. laughs> so even though we've decided we were going to go largely freeform, and even though we've decided we're not going to do news anymore, I'd like to jump in very quickly, off the hop, and mention something that one slash all of us may not fully be versed in, but something that's happened in the gaming world very recently, which is the Activision Blizzard explosion, internal HR explosion, bleeding into external everybody explosion, um, where Activision Blizzard have been outed as a bunch of misogynistic pricks. <gasps> which is super fun happy times, and has absolutely pissed mm-hmm. right over the only game that me and Ross were going to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, uh, we'd seen, presumably we've all seen at least a bit of this, right? I nope. sold all my shares. <laughs> all your, did you actually have shares? Yeah, I did. You actually yeah. genuinely 100% had shares? I, I genuinely did. I genuinely... I I loved Blizzard. Like, I wanted to work there. Ten years ago, if you asked, Baby L, where do you want to work? Where's like your dream place you want to work? Oh my God, I want to work for Blizzard. They give you swords if you've been there for ten years. Like, <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. They have think, betrayed uh, me to my core and they will have none of my money. I think Baby L dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, baby, L did, but what, I, I, I don't think I would have looked. I don't. What's happened? I What's happened? I don't. Know. Right, well, I, I love the fact that we are on the absolute bleeding pulse of the, um, <laughs> of the gaming industry nowadays. L, do you want to give the full form of what what exactly has gone on here? Yeah, essentially, working at certain places with Activision, Activision Blizzard for some female colleagues has been a very, very negative experience, to the extent where one lady decided to take her own life uh on one of the business trips wow Wow. um there have been descriptions given by people i'm gonna say this right now like if 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 this is like content warning like skip ahead like a couple of minutes so you can avoid the nasties before i get into the nitty-gritties yeah if you don't like world of warcraft skip ahead just just be like fuck wizard like they're just bad folks now um yeah, so that over and done with, because I was like, oh my god, I just mentioned someone unaliving. Um, <laughs> so basically, there were female members of staff who would be micromanaged to a very severe extent, whilst their male colleagues would be off playing video games. Uh, there were breastfeeding colleagues who were chucked out of breastfeeding rooms uh, so that people could just have meetings in there. Um, there would be office crawls. Cubicle crawls, they yeah. them, apparently. Cubicle crawls. Nice, lovely little bit of drink and then just crawling around under people's So, cubicles. yeah, the male colleagues would get shit-faced and crawl around. Apparently, there must have been like a, a I don't know, a gap between the cubicles underneath the desks. Yeah. And they would crawl around and grope women oh, underneath the desks sake. as they went through. And not to mention, having intimate photos of female colleagues and just passing them around at the work meetings. So they I've not heard of porn websites. They they apparently talked down to the fe- it was a, it was a whole atmosphere. It was an environment mm. where it wasn't yeah. only okay. It was actively encouraged to be in this horrifically toxic boys club. Um and the worse you could be around female colleagues and the worse it was almost a race to the bottom by the sounds of things. And of course, this is based on the reports that I've read. Like I, I've got zero idea how many of these have been 
but it looks all looks very legitimate from where I'm standing and very I much mean, like a huge systemic so issue. Activision are being sued by the state of California. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how severe it's gone. Two-year investigation. If you want to read it, I would suggest reading the court documents because they, they go into a level of detail which news outlets won't. Uh, don't read the Activision Blizzard statement that they put afterwards because it is absolutely enraging. Save yourself the trouble. They basically go, well, some of it's not true. <laughs> literally missed the entire yeah. point. We're not that bad. Yeah. It's being blown out of proportion. I don't know. Like intent and impact are two very different things. And you might have meant certain things one way, but they've certainly been taken one way. So, oh. so cue the A Few Bad Apples conversation now which inevitably comes out of almost anything like this but then so all of this absolutely appalling behavior has then dredged up the systemic um problem that female colleagues had anyway outside of that which was getting getting the uh the right earnings for the job that they were doing comparatively compared to their male co-workers and progression within yet permanent contracts progression within their job role due to length of service etc 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 so there was a ton of that going on at the back end in which they were being absolutely shafted and then at the front end they were being treated horrifically and it was being allowed to happen and all of this is come out and now lots of uh, lots of the outlets have essentially said we will not cover any blizzard activision uh ips products games services yeah. at all now we are not touching them until this has all been dealt with until the problem has been solved Oof. so yeah that's a whole thing that's happened what a great day to be a woman again <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's the thing so me and Ross have been playing an awful lot of uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. I don't... You see, this is a weird thing now because... So I've seen a bunch of outlets have all said we're not going to be covering, it, covering anything Blizzard Activision until this has all been dealt with. And they've even decided they're going to take a relatively light touch when it comes to um, talking actually about the, the court case and the events or even sensationalizing things or reporting anything to do with it other than the hard facts to do with the case until yeah. it's all been dealt with. So now we're in this position where, well, I mean, what what's the right thing to do? Do we talk about it to make sure that the aware, awareness is ra- raised or, mm. I mean, or, or do you say, do you do nothing? Do you say, well, fuck them. They're all obviously bastards. And it's just a weird old situation. Well, isn't isn't it? Blizzard were proven to be scum some time ago. That was to do with the. Um, that was wasn't that do an esports thing to do with uh, hot, somebody? Hot, hot, yeah. Yeah. yeah, protests. Yeah, protests. Um, oh yeah. And so they, I haven't touched the Blizzard game since then. They, Not because I'm principled. I, it's, essentially, they. <laughs> you accidentally didn't touch the Blizzard game <laughs> since then. Essentially, the, I think they. One of the competitors or one of the hosts uh, commentators. Um, said something that was supposedly political and uh blizzards essentially said like yeah you can't do that and um penalized him for it i think they sacked i think they might have sacked a commentator and then the winner of the the tournament yeah yeah the winner of i think it was an overwatch singles tournament um they took his, so they disqualified him and took his winnings off him, or didn't give him his winnings. 
So yes. there seems like a, a great big we're right, you're wrong ethos over at Blizzard Activision that is mm. aired now. And is is as, and, and it's such a weird thing because it, it, this this is way back to, to, to the Joss Whedon thing that happened very recently, which is you love something, you love a product that somebody or a group of people have made so much to the point where it actually changed you as a person, which sounds so stupid and soppy, but it's true. Yet years down the line turns out to be an absolute a-hole or in this instance a gaggle of a-holes and you you sit back and, and, and think well do i hate that now or do i not hate that now or am i allowed to like that now i think or- i think you're still allowed to to enjoy the product but just with the understanding that it was it was made in a toxic environment and it will forever be tainted yeah I think that's the whole thing, like with the wonderful Wizarding World and She Who Will Not Be Named. Mm. Um, It's like you can very much acknowledge that she is a TERF and separate the thing that she made and what a lot of young people actually got from it because a lot of the LGBTQ plus community found a home within that intellectual property Mm. and not to take away any of their feelings, like completely own that. Like that's yours now. It doesn't need to belong to a turf. Mm. It's your own thing. Um, You can just choose not to support them fiscally or you can choose to speak out against them. Because, I mean, it's not like you're going to run out and buy another, like, six copies of the same game that you've just bought or you bought years ago. Uh, It's the same... An, I mean, an author is only responsible for part of the story. When they put the words on the page, when you read them off of the page, you're responsible yes. for that part of the yeah. story. I mean, a similar thing happened fairly recently with uh, Scott Cawthorn, the the guy behind the Five Nights at Freddy series. Oh, really? So he, it basically came out that he was donating a, a significant amount of money to Trump and um, anti-LGBTQ uh politicians um i mean that's a slightly uh, but it's, different it's same matter thing. because he it's slightly different because he has actually he's also donated a lot of like three or four times the that amount to uh children's charities and lgbtq char- charities for instance so i mean that's a bit of a, a tough situation like but I mean, he's currently stepped. Well, he's re- just stepped away from the games um, and has handed the reins over to the franchise to someone else. So, um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the she who will not be named. I mean, like I was a a big fan of that product, even to the point where I've got a tattoo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was it's incredibly tough. Like, what do you do? And ultimately, I bought the books secondhand, and I bought yeah, the DVD secondhand, and then not putting, <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting any extra money into her pocket. So, mm. but it's, I think bringing that around to Warzone, Warzone's a free game, which we don't, yeah. we just play in yeah. the game. We're not giving them any money for it. I don't buy. I, know, it. I mean, sorry, that was that was where I was kind of getting to. Like, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Warzone's free to play, so you're not putting you're not any money in pockets. Yeah, you're not putting any money into that culture. 
So here's an interesting point. And you know what? I'm not going to go too deep with this because I'm an incredibly shallow-minded person and I'm probably not going to be able to follow the conversation all the way through without <laughs> getting lost in it. But um, the... So Warzone is, is a free game. And, and World of Warcraft, for example, you can play for free up to level 20. Um, like Diablo, is I've already owned Overwatch, etc., etc. We can play all these games right now, right? By playing those games... You're increasing those games numbers, increasing the popularity mm. of those games. People see you on your on their friends lists playing those games. They might think, oh, wow, I didn't realize they were playing that. I might want to join in on that. They might not be aware of current events. They might not know what's going on, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and there's obviously microtransactions in these things. People are making money. Otherwise, they wouldn't be running the games in the first place. So at what point do you kind of go, I, I am so against this. I'm so against what's just happened that I am just not going to play any of these games. You don't even need to go as far as as, as protesting it, as, as going and speaking out necessarily, because people aren't comfortable to do that all the time. But just the act of going, I'm not going to play this game, and then potentially I'm not going to propagate other people playing this game, and I'm not going to do that until this has been sorted out, until there is an adequate resolution, one that makes me morally comfortable. That's a difficult thing to say, because... And this is going to sound incredibly selfish, possibly because it is incredibly selfish, but then I'm being punished as well. So then you're at a point where they're punishing everybody. They've obviously punished all of these people that work with them. They're punishing, they're punishing the community. They're punishing the other people that are now going to get dragged into this that weren't part of the problem, but who are now going to have a lens shone on them because maybe they didn't speak up or maybe they weren't even there or at an office that was involved in it. Everybody is now going to have a great big lens shone on them because of however many of these people had a, had a huge problem. It's going to affect gamers, etc., etc. So look, here's a genuine question. Um, because I'm, I'm more, I'm kind of happy either way, and this is going to be straight at Ross, <laughs> okay. and also at L as well, right? Ooh. Will you continue to play their games until this problem has been solved? L first. Oh no, go, let's go Ross. Ross is playing with it more regularly than me. Yes, I will, because. Yeah. <laughs> It comes down to separating the art from the artist. I still listen to R. Kelly's tracks. I mean, the, the more issues there than me liking his music more than what he's done, and that's a bit different issue. But Sam Michael Jackson, I like his songs. They, I can separate art from the artist. I still watch Chris Benoit matches, who is a murderer, a child murderer, but I can still enjoy his watching his, watching his wrestling. So Gary Glitter, you're right. You're still all right with him? Well, his, shit, his music was shit. I don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have boundaries, Lee. Come on. Um, I like that you're. <laughs> Your go-to was R. Kelly. R. Kelly, he comes from all the heavy hits. I mean, yeah, he comes from stuff. R. Kelly, Chris Benoit, prisoning women, some of the stuff he does. (laughs) He's got some very. Yeah, and uh, like I, I wouldn't blame. I I don't blame Ross for that because ultimately, like as I said, I've still read HP books and watched the movies, and it is a case of if you feel comfortable enough to separate the art from the artist then yeah yeah my daughter loves Harry Potter films because she's not aware of what JK Rowling is she just loves the Harry Potter she loves the wizards need to be yeah she's seven she can learn that in three or four years time she knows when she's old enough to learn what all that sort of stuff is for now I'm happy for her to live in this world where that's not an issue it's just there's some wizards there and enjoy the wizard yeah exactly Mm. yeah what about you Will? 
Uh, and I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. They ain't getting nothing from me. <laughs> I am, I'm just like, you have fucking betrayed me for the last time. Um, yeah, I think there's like a there's a point with me because I am one of the people who, who will hold their hands up and say for 10, 12 years, most of my life re- revolved around playing World of Warcraft. I would have a sleep schedule that was matched to when I could raid, when I could do things. Like, it was such an integral part of my life and I aspired so much to work in a place that had built something that inspired me so much. To have people build something with very, very little uh, from what I can ascertain from everything that they fed back of forming blizzard in terms of uh chris metzen being just some guy in a coffee house drawing uh wonderful bits of art on napkin napkin papers and being employed because uh, you know just happened to be there and happened to get caught up in this wonderful fantasy of yeah let's make a let's make a video game let's make something big wonderful wow what a world and to have something that has inspired me quite considerably and has provided me with with a, a sense of home and a sense of community to find rot within something so core to yourself it would be disingenuous to my personage not to rip it out in its entirety um uh, to the point where I'm done. I think there's there's boundaries that you have to set in life, and this is one of them. Um, until they address it in a way that is meaningful uh, and actually shows considered growth, because I think that's the thing. People do make mistakes, and a hundred percent, you know, I'm a person who believes that people can be at their lowest point and build their way up. I want to see that. Uh, until they get to the point where it's like okay you understand the weight of the environment that you've built they'll get nothing from me at at all whatsoever and not only the impact that it's had on the people directly the impact that it's had on the people that work there the people that had to experience it the co-workers who are no doubt now going to be feeling guilt because it's something that they didn't experience directly but maybe they should have been there to support the people that were experiencing it they didn't notice they weren't paying enough attention and then on top of that all of the all of the girls and women who are watching what's going on who are aspiring to move into the gaming industry in some way or another who are now doubting their choices and wondering what are they going to do? Is this the right path for them? How bad is this in other companies? It, it's 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 horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's a weird... So for me, I went through something... I went... So what you're, you've just described, Del, I went through um, not too long ago. So I... Anybody who knows me knows that I, I am the one of the biggest Firefly fans that you are likely to meet. So And I rewatch that show multiple times every year. So since everything's come out uh, about Joss Whedon... I haven't watched Firefly. I haven't touched any of the properties. I haven't... And for me, that's a that's a weird thing. There is so much Whedonism in, in other things that I've done. My book has got a lot of that kind of... Um, the character interactions and stuff. And a lot of that was kind of from him. 
from the stuff that he'd made before and the interactions that he wrote in his characters and it, it had an impact on my life I love the show I love the characters I love the brown coats and everything that comes with it and this happened and I went whoa okay what do I do now what's is it okay for me to like this now yeah. and then and then when you're watching it it's always in the back of your mind mm. was he being an asshole to her when when this scene was shot was were these people being you know, bullied with what, and it, and it, it taints everything. It makes you feel bad. And you get past it, obviously. And it's not, it's not personally me that's been affected by it. It's all these people that have had such a horrible time with him, but still you feel bad. You feel an essence of guilt then watching this, which is why I'm, I'm in the middle, right? So Al's got one extreme. <laughs> Ross is like, I don't, I don't shoot people. It's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> Lee, Lewis, have you got a particular take on this? Um, I think it's just down to your personal choice. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think anyone that criticizes someone for choosing one way or the other, um, isn't adding anything constructive to the conversation. Mm. So, uh, like I said earlier, I wouldn't criticize Ross for listening to R. Kelly or watching Chris Benoit matches. And I certainly wouldn't criticize L for cutting all ties with um, Activision and Blizzard because they are personal preferences. Um, I mean, again, as I said, like the main one for me was Harry Potter um, and it's what do you do? Um, Like I probably haven't watched the films or read the books um, since a lot of the the stuff about um rolling came out or since she started um and i probably won't support any of the further products but that doesn't mean that if someone said like oh should we watch prisoner of azkaban or whatever um that i'm not going to say well no you have to start from the beginning and watch all of them all the way through <laughs> in one sitting yeah. so um <laughs> extended version yeah <laughs> no pauses get your peas in now <laughs> um no drinks for anyone um yeah i i, I it, it's a tough situation i think the main point is it's just going to end up being it will always be a personal choice and as i said anyone who's critical of those people's choices aren't being constructive. They're not adding anything to the, there's an important the point on, on that as well, but I just want to hear from Lee, if Lee's got a, a different point or. Yeah. I, I, um, as I listened to what Lewis said then and agreed with everything he said, I was mulling over what, how I felt about each one of these questions. And, uh, it's quite interesting because the last time that Activision were in and Blizzard were in hot water over the Hong Kong protests, I stepped away completely from all of it and I felt uncomfortable playing any of their games. Um, but, uh, and and I'm also uh, somebody that um, condemns Ms. Rowling for what she's, uh, her <laughs> opinions. I think it's, you know, She's a despicable person, personally. But saying that, we've just started a Harry Potter watch through. <laughs> but like like we said earlier, she's not getting a penny out of me. I proper pirated all of those. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Ethical pirate. Well done. <laughs> so I think there's an important point here, and this is this is something that needs to happen. What we've just done is something that needs to happen because the the the, the way that you as an individual react to these things happening in the industry is is important. But the way that you talk to other people within your circle of friends and within your peer group about these things that are happening is also really important because you need to understand the way that other people are reacting to things. And it sounds so weird. And and there there may be non geeks listening to this podcast. Why are you even here? We do who don't understand. <laughs> why people are getting worked up about these issues and social issues and, and social issues and things like that they're an important part of our culture of the way that we grew up and the things that we learn and, and a lot of a lot of our um, our character, our moral choices and other things have come from not the games necessarily, but the interactions with other people that we've had playing these games and to have, and, and, and not just games, but all kinds of media, sort of books and films and shows and everything. They all help us grow who we are. And then our interactions with the, with our friends ab- about those things and it grows and it becomes a much bigger thing than the original source material. So not having these conversations and getting shut down because of it is the worst thing that can happen. Having these conversations, even if you have opposing opinions, in fact, especially if you have opposing opinions is important because the universal thing that all of us agree on is that what they've done is terrible Mm -hmm. and we now need to come to terms with it and react in the way that we feel is appropriate which is really good and it's really this is this is the way that 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 adult discourse is supposed to happen which is not the way that it's going to happen on twitter and if you think <laughs> that the conversation and, and to anybody who's listening to this who 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 potentially still has a twisted opinion of the way that people interact on the internet just you step away from find yourself a discord for god's sakes find yourself a closed group that you can have conversations and dialogue with because twitter is a mess right now it is not a good place to be a lot of the time Trim it down. Trim out the people that are making the bad noises, and you'll feel you'll find yourself feeling much, much better. But this is this is the kind of conversation that everybody's going to have to have, and this is the only way to stop this kind of thing from happening in future. Making sure that people are aware of it and and the, the different ways that people are going to react to this kind of stuff. And you know what? This is brilliant because we've stepped away from this a lot for, for the past God knows how long. We've been talking about the games that we've been playing. We've been talking about what we've been doing personally. And there are wider things happening to the world. And we're not always on the pulse of it. You know, we don't always pay attention to the news and everything that's happening. But this is such a big thing, and it is also reflective of things that are happening within the industry that that sometimes we won't even know about. There are there there are definitely other companies at which this is happening that that haven't been. Dealt with yet, and that's why this is really important to have these conversations. This has always mm. been the case. Boom! Boom! <sighs> and that's all I've got to say about that until in a minute when I remember something <laughs> else I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we started on a brilliantly cheery note. I'm sorry to drag everybody into that cesspit, but this is the thing that we needed. I wanted to talk about it. Really, I love talking to you guys about this, about anything, really, if I'm being honest. But it's 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 great. It's brilliant to have, to hear the differing opinions and the different ways that people react to things. And I'm, do you know what? I'm genuinely even after all of that, I'm still kind of like, there's a there is a really good chance I'm going to keep playing um, Warzone with Ross. And the main reason is, me and Ross don't play very many games together. And so, aside from the podcast, a lot of the time there isn't a huge amount of interaction. Yeah. So it almost feels like we've reconnected recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've been talking to each other loads and playing loads of games and all this kind of stuff. 
Um, and I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I want to lose that. I don't want to take that away. Um, but, but anything else, anything that I don't have to touch, you know, I'm not going to be going back to WoW. I'm not going to be going back to Diablo. I'm not going to be all of this kind of stuff. Um, Diablo as well. It's yeah. it's, it's all of them. It's, it's <laughs> over, Overwatching. Right, you know, about it. Hearthstone, Starcraft. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, I really <laughs> made a right old mess. Right, look. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the topic. That's our serious grown-up topic for the yeah. year. Yeah, done. <laughs> Promise <laughs> not to know about anything. Now on a serious topic. Look at us go. Look, yeah, look at us. Bunch of raccoons. <laughs> just, a, just an entire sack of raccoons yeah. talking the political intricacies of the game. Setting industry. the worlds to right. <laughs> okay, so we've spoken about serious stuff, and then we've spoken about some other serious stuff that possibly will or won't be in the podcast, but maybe in some extra special Patreon. To our Patreon. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> um, yeah, if, uh, so if you don't know, which you're about to know, because I'm going to know you. Um, we have a Patreon page that is like super cheap. Like, what is it? Two, two pounds a month? Two pound. Two pound. That's cheaper than Lee. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that, that is <laughs> cheap, right? Um, and that uh, is only a tiddly bit. And, and that helps um, go towards our hosting costs and cost of the software that we use to record the show, um, cost of wax for um, Ross and Lewis's heads. Um, a very shine. Look at this shine. Uh, Patreon only content. That shine. Give me a look now. <laughs> Are you getting self-conscious now, Lewis? Um, no, it just goes. It's just little bits. Little bits. We are not making bank out of this show. We made peace. We made peace with the fact a very long time ago that we are not. This is not a career. For Do it for us. the love. This is fun. There are no prospects in this long term for us. We just really enjoy doing it. Um, so yeah, but if you would like to to join the Patreon and get some extra content, content that you cannot get um, just through consuming the regular podcast, then feel free to hop along. Or if you just want to support us then that'd be brilliant as well. So thank you very much for those people who have already signed up. Patreon.com forward slash ready player two to the number two. Thank oh, you, Ross. Smashing. I was just about to say, and I'll find the link and say it at the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> but we'll do that that, you beat me to it. <laughs> we'll do that we'll as do well. Things. <laughs> okay, so we, we, there's been serious things that are happening, but that's all right because we're going to talk about some game stuff. Um, and I I play loads of things, but not a lot of it is brand spanky new. In fact, basically all of it is brand spanky really old. Um, I would imagine that everything that Lee's been doing is brand spanky even older. Much more. <laughs> oh, my word. Right, L, we're going to go to you first, if that's all right. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Is this unpreparedness? Uh no 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 no! Oh my god! I've oh, played god. A, I've played a hundred hours worth of games since last we spoke. Holy um, crap! <laughs> oh, oh my god! So <laughs> essentially, my my PC is getting on a bit, and I wanted to be able to play more crunchy games. Uh, my PC is named Momji. She's been with me for, for a very long time, uh, but because of everything, graphics cards, all the components, of PCs, prices. So, I went over to the dark side, and I've signed up to do Shadow, because I know that's something that we mm-hmm. we did previously. Oh my god, it's so good at the moment. <laughs> really? Holy shit. So, um, quick question, how long did it take from you signing up to actually get your PC? Uh, I signed up in December. <laughs> 
I got access to July days ago. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, having had a quick look through the uh, Shadow subreddit, that's pretty quick. Some people are waiting <laughs> anywhere from 18 months to two years. That's a little bit of lag. Holy shit. It, it is, but now that I've got my grubby little paws on it, <laughs> um, I have been able to play Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was such a build-up. Such <laughs> a build-up for Baldur's Gate 3. I, honestly, I've, El. I've been waiting to play it for so long and I love it so much. I love the Star Citizen or something. <laughs> no. God, no. Of course I was going to play Baldur's Gate 3. I've been waiting for so long. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's still an alpha. How is it still an alpha? It's been out for ages. Finish your goddamn game. <laughs> I've spent 50 hours on this, okay? We're only in chapter one. I can feel myself going pink. Now, think about it. I've only had this thing for three days. And I have spent 50 hours hours in Baldur's I've had to get the baby Albert. How many people have not managed to get their shadow piece in because they didn't do enough analytics on how much time Elle was going to spend on hers? Finished Elle's PC, sent it to her and went, right, let's move on to the next three. We've got enough shared shared resources to pass on a couple of... Oh, what's going on? (laughs) She just won't stop. There's 20 people sat around a monitor at Shadow going, when's she going to go to bed? Why is it smoking? (laughs) Must get baby Albert. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I freaking love this game. This is great. Uh, I think I've I've gotten all of the I've sucked the juice from the carton. There's no drops left. Uh, you get to the the end of like the main story plot of like chapter one, and it says, "Ooh, careful! Yeah, and you're exiting early access." And I'm like, "Yeah, right. Show me. Show, give it to me. Give <laughs> Show me the unfinished textures. <laughs> I'm I'm ready." Send me in. Uh, and they give you this wonderful little video of, I don't know, someone who I assume to be head of Larian Studios in a full suit of armour being like, we're still working back here. I don't care. Give give it to me. Give El, me the next one. blasted through this game so quickly, she's hit construction sites. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally people running ahead of her with bricks. Jesus Christ, she's coming. Fuck. <laughs> I fucking love this game. Well, the just thing read, is, just, like... Just reading the Wikipedia, so the, the first act is 25 hours, apparently. So you've done it well, twice, at least. Well, I've squeezed every bit of juice out of it. <laughs> this and is, also, this save files created... every single rock. Save files oh. created during early access will not be transferable to the completed game. Well, oh well. That, that's poor. Yeah, that's nonsense. I'm going to... Just start again, don't I? Another 50 hours, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she's going full lector. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I freaking love this. The dialogue's amazing, the story's amazing. I mean, you were going to shove me into, you know, the Forgotten Realms. That's like... That's me done. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. But it's so well crafted and lovingly done. And if if you've perhaps ventured into Dungeons and Dragons during lockdown and you like 
5e uh it has some wonderful story figures specifically if you played descent into avernus uh you know you get all cool characters in there you get mentions of elterel uh you've got loads of lovely illithid mind flare content as you would expect um baldur's gate stuff as the title would suggest um yeah i love it i think it's amazing it's so well done and if you like the previous games i'm sure you will like this one well so that's baldur's gate i've also played all right how have you found before you've got two days and you've done three days and you've done 50 hours how have you played anything else uh this was before i got my shadow i played something that wasn't as crunchy okay um how is shadow itself 50 hours rich uh, I think it's all right. Fit, She's it's, got it's, her money's worth from it. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I have got my money's worth. They gave me the second month for free, uh, so I was like, okay, I yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know I what they've done. Do they? I don't know what they've done now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've created a monster. <laughs> um, so I've got my iPad, which I run it on. I have my lovely little Bluetooth yep. stuff. You play it on and iPad. It's, yeah. Patreon content. Oh my god! Showing us all this stuff. It's all Patreon content. So get over there. I'm just scoot it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, uh, I streamed it off of my phone onto my TV. So I was sat there and I was like, "Oh, playing it on the TV." Uh, that didn't work so well because obviously this doesn't have so much crunch in it, uh, and I I've, I've yeah. not found a way to mirror my iPad to the TV yet. Yeah. But it be, being on the iPad is amazing because if you think about the footprint of an iPad, I can chuck that in my bag and go anywhere I want. Yeah, just gaming PC on the go. It's absolutely phenomenal, and it, the actual app itself, the Shadow app, doesn't eat through my iPad's battery as much as I thought that it would. I yeah. can get like a good four hours, five hours, maybe six. I don't know, out of playing a decent whack game. Just on That's my pretty iPad. good. My daughter plays Roblox on iPad and it kills it within an hour or two. It's wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. I love it. Man. The future is see, now. See, this is really... So we were having a conversation, myself and Lewis were having a conversation yesterday yeah. about how about how the player experience, the user experience of streamed games hasn't greatly improved since OnLive. Mm. So, and we were talking about OnLive in a vaguely favourable light, but <laughs> OnLive, OnLive crashed on in, into the scene like a wet fart <laughs> and made virtually zero impact whatsoever other than with people like me who actually you. spent money yeah. on um, And But it had the micro console that you could plug into your TV and you could start playing streaming games directly to your TV. You could do it through your phone because there was an app. You could do it on your PC. Brilliant. Off you go. I played several games entirely all the way through on online and yeah there were art you know there are artifacts and glitches and pops and stuff like that but largely it was pretty good really especially considering we're talking eight years ago maybe now yeah um and broadband connections were not what they are now yeah you know and wi-fi performance was not what it is now and and so fast forward all the way to today and Streaming games, even streaming games from my PlayStation locally to my PC, the lag on some fast games is pretty bad, and that's wired in. So the, the, the technology doesn't appear to have improved or, or like that that much. 
And then Lewis did something, uh, what, yesterday? Mm. Which just dropped straight into this conversation. Now we have two people who are both playing streaming platforms. Oh, God, I don't know where you all are. Uh, <laughs> both playing, I'm voguing now, both playing <laughs> streaming platforms. And, and they're actually working, right? Well. It's not like I'm not playing FPS games, but uh, I will be venturing into um, GTFO when I can kick my Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, let me know when you give that a go, because I've been waiting to give that a go for ages, and the only other person who could potentially play it with me, which is Drew, won't, because it's scary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you st- you're just tune shapes they're just different shapes well they are people shaped and scary they, shapes though. they try and use their teeth shaped things to bite your face shaped thing yeah pull trigger <laughs> be fine <laughs> just, a, just another head clicker <laughs> um, so you've you've been doing Shadow which you had to wait had to wait an inordinate amount of time for and for anybody out there who doesn't really know Shadow is a game stream service but instead of like GeForce Now or Stadia or PlayStation Now or any of those others where you can only play the games that are on that platform. So with PlayStation Now, you can only play PlayStation Now enabled games through PlayStation services. With Stadia, you can only play games that are being created and set up for Stadia. For GeForce Now, it's a similar thing. Shadow is one of the only ones out there, and there are others, but Shadow is one of the only ones out there that basically just gives you a full virtual PC online and lets you stream it anything that you want so you can install anything that you want on this pc and you can use it to play your origin many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In games, if you're a sadomasochist, you can pay, play your um, Ubisoft Connect, which I discovered yesterday is the new the new name for Uplay. You <laughs> Ubisoft Connect games on it. You can play Steam. You can play Minecraft. Anything that doesn't need a launcher well, or that yeah, kind of business. But it's not just for playing games. Like so, when I think it was you and Eileen looked at the demonstration, the uh, EGX one year, which basically sold me on it for at least a couple of months. Um, they they were showing off being able to use like the full fat version of adobe yeah not premiere Pro, Premier? yeah premiere yeah. or like um arty farty shit on like productivity <laughs> yeah on like a, a, a tablet yeah um yeah or playing i think it was need for speed yeah um on ultra on mm. like a ridiculous kind of 
hundred pound laptop from Tesco's that would never work anywhere else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's more than just a game streaming platform. Like it is a full, a full working high spec PC. Well, and this as well. So Al, how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you paying a month for this? I have no clue. Uh, cause I pre- <laughs> ordered it back in December. I think it was 13 pounds. So 12 99 to like pre-order yeah. it. Um, a month. Uh, I thought it was like twenty-seven quid. Yeah, I twenty-four ninety-nine two years ago. Okay. So I bought it like my first month, which was twelve ninety-nine, and then since then they've changed their pricings because I was signed up to pay twelve ninety-nine per month. So Um, you locked uh, on that price now? Uh, no, they went, we're really sorry. We're improving our services, so our price is going to go up. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, that's sad. So Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um I think they do like different tiers now. So you can get the tier that Ross and I used, which was, I think it was like a 1080. Yeah. Um, and that's like 15, 13, 15 pound a month. Or you mm. can have like a, a big boy one, which is like a 3080 or whatever the equivalent. Um, and um, that's the higher price so even if it is 25 even if you go for the full fat whack massive mama jama job and it's let's say 20 pounds a month right a gaming pc nowadays with graphics cards being the price that they are at the moment it's going to set you back what 1500 yeah yeah Yeah? so 1500 divided by 25 pounds a month you would have to play um on shadow for 60 months in order for it to cost what, the equivalent of, buy, of buying a gaming PC. Yeah. And they will always add improvements. So as new technology yeah. comes out, which is inevitable. So I will say that they did have the different tiers when I subscribed to it. Right, okay. I chose Shadow Boost. <laughs> sure yeah whatever the one that was 12.99 um and it's being replaced by shadow which is just like their overall overarching service yeah. uh which will be 29 pounds 99 per month but because Oof. i pre-ordered it they gave me one for free as well no, so i was like Do you know what yeah that's all right i'll try it for two months for 12.99 yeah. yeah. and see if i like it as much as twenty pound, twenty nine pounds ninety nine's worth. Um, Even at thirty quid, thirty quid a month, that's still fifty months worth of gaming for the equivalent of buying a new PC. A convenient game, long as well, time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty nuts. Have you tried it on your PC yet, Al? Uh, no. Because one, so. so one of the drawbacks that I found, and I know that they were working on it, was you couldn't do dual screens. Oh, really? Um, which can obviously be a bit of a pain in the ass if you regularly use multiple screens. Um, yeah. So I don't, but I don't know if they've added that or not yet. I remember you well, installing that. You can that. copy paste through it, though, right? I don't think that'd be a problem for me because I could just have the, the the shadow on one screen and my my desktop on the other screen, and just use the web browser on my desktop and use the shadow on the other one. Yeah, I was installing it at EGX when we went, and you installed it in French. I think the first time around. <laughs> Yeah, that was. <laughs> so all the language, oh yeah, all, yeah. all the language settings were in French originally. So I had to like 
go through the window setup and change everything. Jeez. Um, so this is fun. Okay, right. So because this sounds really good, actually. I'm not waiting a year to sign up for the goddamn thing and wait for a computer to be delivered, but it does sound pretty neat. I'd be interested to see how it works on a PC, and I'd be interested to see how it works with something a bit more fast-paced, like an FPS or something. And you know what? This is always the kind of thing that people are going to bring up. They're always going to say, well, it's not going to be able to play FPS properly. And it might not. But we'll see. there are different different platforms for different things. Because in my opinion, consoles aren't capable of playing FPSs properly. It's entirely dependent on what you like playing and how you're and how you're happy to play. I can't play FPSs on a pad. I can play lots of games on a pad, but I can't play FPSs on a pad. Mm. I've tried, it doesn't work you for can, me. Um, you can get used to I mean it's gonna add some inherent lag. But you can get mm. used to that. That's quite easy to adapt to. I sat yeah. in, right, right where I'm sitting now for four or five years with a 42-inch TV in front of my face as my main monitor. And and that must have... I mean, that that was not built as a, as a fast updating yeah. screen. That was going to have some significant lag. I was fine. I never really cared because you just get used to it. Yeah. yeah. I think the only people that would have an issue would be people who would want to use it for like overwatch or mm, those yeah. sorts of competitive uh, competitive shooters and yeah, chances are and esports and stuff it's not going to be any good yeah and chances are those people are already already going to have gaming pcs anyway yeah so it's sort of the root point like like with any gaming service there are there is a type of game or a type of player that he's going to it's going to work for and it's not going to be for everybody you don't get every single type of game on a nintendo switch and frankly you wouldn't be able to play half of them on those tiny ass little controllers anyway doesn't mean it's not an enjoyable console and the selection of games that are, that you can play on it aren't enjoyable yeah. different plat- platforms for different people speaking of different platforms for different people lewis has got a different experience <laughs> albeit slightly briefer with a different streaming platform so uh rich and a couple of the guys that we hang out with on discord uh started playing the division yesterday um and rich mentioned sorry the division two rather uh yesterday and rich mentioned that um it's only cross play with uh stadia or stadia or whatever it's called um so i've always kind of been a bit mm, i'm not really that fussed about stadia it's just not a, a service that ever interested me um but I thought I quite enjoyed the division two when I played it on the Xbox <clears throat> and I kind of wanted to get involved. So I gave it a go. I've got a 30 month, uh, so a 30 day trial membership and I got a discount. So I think, what was it? 25 quid to seven fifty or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Took the game from 25 for the division to £7.50. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's great. Like mm. it's, it's going to have drawbacks because we're playing a f- quite a fast-paced first-person shooter or third-person shooter. Um, but yeah, it's great. Like minimal lag, and but it allows me to play a PC game with uh, other PC players on my laptop, which is very very old now. Which uh, what control scheme do you use for that? Uh, so I'm playing with my Xbox controller. I've got a Stadia Stadia controller. Do you want it? Oh, yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send it to you. Smashing. 
Oh, live stream trading. I love it. it. Well, I, it just means, <laughs> well, it just means that I need to get uh, the Chromecast and I can play it on the TV then. Mm. So that'd be good. You can't have my Chromecast. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? You need to buy. You need to have a Chromecast separately to be able to yeah. start your controller through it. Okay, I yeah. know that. I think you can use, I think you can use it on the PC as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's great. Like it's. With a lot of these services, like I found in the past, I mean, I use GeForce now, and that was for a, a couple of months, and that was a bit of a ball ache to use, um, having to find your games and stuff. Um, and you can only play games that are on their service that you already own. Mm. Um, but with Stadia, like it's kind of like using Netflix. Like I literally open up the Stadia website, open the uh, press play on the game, and I'm in the game. Like, I went through the process yesterday of signing up for Stadia, buying the game, and getting through the tutorial of um, The Division 2 before some of the guys who already had the game installed. Jesus. So, um, and, I mean, I can't, I don't think the guys, uh, have you noticed any nope. lag nope. from my character? Not noticed a single problem. It's literally like you're just playing on a PC. So, yeah. My, I think my main criticism of it is the catalogue is lacking. Like, there's just not enough games. Um, and the games the, the that are The Pro is, is a scam. Yeah. In my opinion, the Pro is a scam. So you have to pay for Stadia Pro, which is what Lewis did. And he, he that reduces the cost of certain games that you have to pay for, like the Division 2, down from, in this instance, twenty four ninety nine down to £7.50. Now, we're pretty sure, <laughs> we're pretty sure, that even if he cancels his Pro subscription or allows it to lapse after the 30-day free trial, that he retains access to that game. I think that's right. We think. Yeah? Yeah. That means that he's bought a game for £7.50 that he doesn't have to retain the subscription for and can continue to play it long after um, he's he's stopped paying the monthly fee. He can just play this game on Stadia like that. Yeah. Now, if you just had five or six, seven games on there that you wanted to get and you signed up to the Pro and bought all of them, or if they were on offer and you, you just signed up and bought them when you needed them or something and then had them in your library, you could fire it up and play all of these games without having to have a subscription at all. That being said, there are a bunch of games that you get for free as part of the pro subscription. And apart from Hitman, mm. which is the new the new Hitman series, the ones that they've wrapped up neatly into a into one great big mega game, the Hitman yeah. 1, 2, and 3, that they've kind of turned into a single uh, World of Assassination game, I can't think of a single game on the Stadia Pro free games list that I would want to play. No. There's no AAA games in there. There's there's nothing that's got the gravitas that that makes you want to sign up to the service as a subscription service. They are missing their killer app. That's what they need. They need something on there like Doom or something like that. I mean, there's Cyberpunk on there, but it's not a free game. Like you still have to pay like no, sixty bucks yeah. for it. So they need a draw. They need something that's going to get people to sign up. So I was looking into it last night, and I think the their main draw to it is um, Ubisoft Plus which is a another subscription service that then gives you access to all of the Ubisoft totals. So okay. that's like 12 or 14.99 a month on top of on top the, of well I don't Stadia I don't know if you actually have to have a, a Stadia Pro subscription. Um, if you don't then I'd probably consider it because I could then pay tw- say I had it for 2 3 months that's like 
what 45 pound and i could probably play well i would be able to play watchdogs what watchdogs legion and um assassin's creed valhalla yeah for and you'd have access quid. to all the division games and dlc presumably yeah plus uh, like Ghost Recon Wildlands, and right. there's loads of games. Yeah, that you'd I mean, there are, yeah, there are, uh, I think I had a look, and there's like quite a few, probably 20 or so big kind of AAA uh, Ubisoft titles on there. So, okay. yeah. I'm going to, I need to find out whether you need to have the Stadia Pro subscription to be able to play all of the Ubisoft games if you have the Ubisoft yeah. subscription as well. And that might be the way that they're trying to go. But I think all of this is going to get completely shaken up or potentially is going to get shaken up when Netflix drops whatever the heck they're doing with games. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, and, and I would imagine true to their tradition of disrupting things, I would hope that they're going to have some kind of model that is going to shake up the way that everybody's doing things. I would hope, but at yeah. the minute, as far as I'm aware, they're only they're leaning into the mobile gaming thing, which is going to be streaming mobile games, or at least giving you access to mobile games or pay for mobile games uh, as part of your Netflix subscription. Now, whether that involves yeah. having to download the game to your phone and playing it natively on your phone, or whether the intention is to stream it the same as you do with Stadia or something like that, they haven't made that clear yet. I think it's but, still in the early days at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to find out what's, what they're going to do with it. This is What a time to be alive. Yeah. Games streaming all over the place. Well, Games for everyone. I mean... Cross-play. I'm playing one game cross-play with you, and I'm playing one game cross-play with you. I mean, just going back to the Netflix thing, it's going to be interesting about whether you'll be able to play the, game, the Netflix games on consoles. Because obviously Netflix oh, is available yeah. on... Uh, the PlayStation platform and the Xbox platform. Yeah, and that How... could potentially cause a problem. Yeah. yeah, so I could potentially see them coming out with a Netflix box of some oh my God. variety. I need more little boxes on my TV. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway. Flix box? Wait. Mm. No, they may be We were actually talking about... the. We were leading up to talk about the Division 2, which is so good. So yep. funny. There are four of us playing it in a squad, and it is so good. It's so funny. We're blasting through it. Me, Rich, and a couple of other guys, and it is absolutely brilliant. Like, that is the, probably the best 750 that I've spent for a long time because I have laughed so much in the last, what, four or five hours over the last couple of days, if that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 it's such an improvement from the beta that Ross and I played yeah. whenever it and was. And from the released game that I played. I mean, Turn I played it as a release. I, I got it as a, as a day one and played it all the way through. Did, Lee, did you play this mm-hmm. one with me? Yeah. yeah. And we played it really early in its life, right? Mm-hmm. And it was shonky. Yep. It was okay. Like, don't get me wrong. It was okay. But it, it, it had some really rough edges mm-hmm. and a lot of bugs and annoyances and problems. And then when you got to the end of the game, it was just kind of like... Ugh. <laughs> that was kind of it. That it was, oh, you didn't even make it that far. I don't. Even... <laughs> so, but now it seems to be. Well, I mean, we've not we've not got a million miles into it, but it seems to be really polished, and we're just legging it through and having a great old time, just being just banter and everything. That's but this is what we did with one, though, isn't it? Because when we played uh, Division One together or the Division together, we yeah. came into it like a year and a bit. Into it probably even longer yeah yeah we didn't we didn't start playing division one until uh 1.4 which was at the time universally agreed the turning point for division one 
Um, it was a polished I I, game by then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I'm hoping that Division 2 is similar to that right now. There's a DLC uh, that is out um, called... <coughs> Warlords of New York. Warlords of New York, which I bought. Um, and I think you get access to it with the Stadia purchase that you made as well. Mm, no, I'd have to buy it. But it's, again, it's 750 unless yeah. I go down the Ubisoft Pro route. And it's not until it's not until end game anyway. Yeah, like, I think it might have something interlaced in the middle, but but basically it's not until the end game. But it gives a load of end game content and stuff like that. So yeah, but we're having a great time with it. It's, it's fun. It's just a fun game. It's as long as you don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Same as any game. Yeah. Right. Ross is mouthing things at me. What are you mouthing at me? I said that's the same as any game. Oh no no! Before that you went. Did I? I don't know. Maybe you're no, right. <laughs> you were windmilling at me. Like, Pretty cool to do that. No, we need to move on. <laughs> okay. Right, we've spoken about loads of stuff. Al and Lewis, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Any of the games that you played that you want to talk about? I've played a lot of Tetris. Like, a lot of Tetris. <laughs> like, probably an amount of Tetris that would cause my neighbours concern. Not an healthy amount. <laughs> He was a nice guy, but played a lot of Tetris. <laughs> yeah. Always a lovely young man, but he play a lot of Tetris. Uh, yeah, so um, I recently bought a Wii secondhand for very cheap. Mm-hmm. And then I bought uh, Tetris Party Deluxe, which is a brilliant Tetris game on the Wii. But I've also been playing a lot of Tetris Connect, which came out on Game Pass yeah. recently, um, which is superb. Um, it's a... It's very definitely Tetris, but it's also a, a very definite, different Tetris experience. Um, like, there's no Tetris music, for instance. <laughs> but yes, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky Towers is still the best Tetris game I've ever played. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, game. absolutely. Tetris is okay. the best Tetris game I've ever played. What, regular Tetris? <laughs> Are we talking Game like Boy, proper Game Boy. Green vanilla, screen. Yeah, vanilla yeah, yeah communist Tetris. Yes. On the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was what it was. Yeah. That was, it was what it was. Yeah. God. Um, um, okay, Elle, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, really quickly. I played a lot of Sunhaven in my search for another Stardew Valley. It's all right. Good for about 50 hours. <laughs> I it's just all right. Game right. I, I, Good I for, for an hour about. or so. <laughs> 50 hours. Uh, well, People have relationships that last less time than that. Uh, let's go down and see... Because it's just under 50 hours. How much did I play on it? 49 Some, and a half. Three. At 48.7 hours. Oh, Jesus. Close. Um, it's also one that is not finished yet, uh, and I squeezed every drop from it, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. I'm done. Um, <laughs> how, how privileged are we as gamers that we get to go, I spent 50 hours, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because it's it's going up against something which I've played an inordinate amount of hours on. Like we're talking, I don't know, six hundred hours now across all the platforms that I have. Stardew that's, Valley. That's the point yeah. where you go on Steam and give it a one star review, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. That's the hours hours this game. Hours. Like yeah. You see somebody review bomb a game one star. Yeah, and they've got like 980 hours on there and you're there going okay there must be a story free to play this. as well, <laughs> well what yeah. is this? Yeah. What is I've got 980 hours on this game but they recently changed one of the characters to a woman and I'm just not having it and that's it one <laughs> star <laughs> uh, yeah. um, okay right we need to we need to talk to other people we need to talk to Lee hello 
What do you want? Hi, to know? you've been sat there very want? stoic for the majority of this podcast. I, that's the kind of character I am, though, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. No, okay. No. We've known no, you a long I, uh... time. No, it's not. <laughs> I've heard everybody else said no before me. Because been... I felt like jumping on you like that, but they didn't give a shit. I've been <laughs> keeping quiet because I haven't played any games. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I've been um <laughs> I've been doing other things though. You've been oh, a good thing for charity, play. haven't you? I have been doing something for charity. You're um, such a nice guy. Charity, mate. Charity, mate. Um <laughs> I uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so old. <laughs> for all the uh, for the ninety percent of our listeners that don't understand that reference, then ask your parents. Okay. Um, we uh, we've we've touched on my uh, my latest addiction of uh, collecting old retro rubbish and making it work again, and um, I've continued down that road. And uh, one of the things that I bought recently, which I couldn't pass up, um, now. Actually, I've got a question for people here because I'm I'm a little bit older than some of you, um, and I'm aware that uh, you might not have come into the gaming sphere at the same point in time as I did, and um, and possibly not at the same point as I did in my twenties. But most people didn't come into the world sphere at the same time as you did. Um, what? I, I, so if we go around, Ross, what, what was your first uh, games console computer? Uh, C64 was the first thing I played games oh, on. I love it. So, did you go from the C64 onto an Amiga? No, I went straight from that to a Master System. That's that's backwards. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were cheaper, probably. Lewis? Uh, I think it was probably an NES with oh, Mario and Duck Hunt Multicart and oh, is a Zapper. Much earlier than I thought. Okay. Um, L. So it was the PC was my first gaming foray. And the very, very first game that I can recall that I played on the PC was an arcade game called Dig Dug. Oh, okay. Good game. Rich, where was your first? uh, I think I know. We had a Binatone TV Master. I've got one of those down here. <laughs> a Binotone TV Master, which literally the only thing that I am ever aware that it played was Pong, hmm. uh, or a, or a dodgy ripoff of Pong. Um, but the the main console, the main gaming thing that I remember was my Dragon Thirty Two, which I still have. Oh, there's a piece of history, a bit of Welsh history. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so when I I I entered the uh, com- the computer world, right back at the start when they were invented basically so but the uh, the ones that i'm really fond of uh, are, are the commodore machines and um i was on the amiga the commodore amiga side of the fence uh-huh. and there is rumored to be a bit of a, um, a division between the amiga fans and the atari st fans i never really experienced this because i didn't know anybody with uh, an atari st and, and I think that is mainly because just basically our, our I mean, we, where we live is quite a smallish community and uh, the community of people that I knew, you know, gaming community people that I knew back then all just got into the same game system at the same time. And um, so nobody got into the Atari ST. But anyway, um, we, we kind of were a bit sniffy about the Atari back then um, and kind of unkindly because it was fine. Um, it wasn't as good, but it was fine. Um, and recently, 
I spotted on Facebook Marketplace an Atari STE, which is a bit more of a souped-up one further down the line, uh, for very little money and decided, I can't really I can't really pass this by. So I bought it, and um, <laughs> and I've done, I've done some repairing on it, and I've had some fun with it. And it sparked something off. Uh, I, I then went and bought an Atari 2600, which is the first games console, basically. For those that don't know, it's the first yeah. games console that you could plug a cartridge into. There's Pac-Man? That's that. Yeah, Pac-Man console? came out on it. Yeah, yeah, it was a terrible version, but um, yeah. Miss Pac-Man's good. Um, Pitfall? Was that there? Sorry? You could Pitfall. plug Pitfall. a cartridge into the Dragon 32. What year were both of these? Uh, I don't know about the Dragon 32. I'd imagine the Dragon 32 was probably 82, 83. But the, the Atari 2600 was 77. 1977. Yeah. Oh, um, which was a similar year to the Binotone. And I can remember going around to a friend's house, um, and I must have been well, about 10 or something, and uh, and um, and playing it on his Atari twenty six hundred, and and it is actually a system that I'm quite fond of, and I did really want to get hold of one, so I got one. It cost two hundred dollars at release in nineteen seventy seven. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was a house back then. The equivalent is eight hundred and fifty dollars yeah. now. Well, it's certainly a car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so I uh, I bought a working one, which is always a bit of a disappointment to me. Um. Because I, uh, <laughs> well, just, I really enjoy fixing things, and, and that's and I've done this with quite a few of the systems that I've got sitting behind me. I've, I've, I got the Saturn, and I got the Dreamcast, and I've fixed them, and then I've put them in the box and I played them. Um, Send me that Saturn. So <laughs> I, I got another one. Um, I, I actually uh, won a bid on. Uh, another Atari 2600 uh, on eBay that I knew was very broken. Um, talking to a friend on Twitter, uh, somebody, a uh, friend of the show, actually, um, Gothmog Plays, um, Matt, Matt, I don't know if it's Matthew or not, I should ask him really, shouldn't I? Um, he, uh, he decided that he was going to give me another Atari 2600. And I felt a little bit uncomfortable about this because um, he's a very generous man who has also given me um, uh, a PS Vita. And, uh, and I've, I've, I have sent him some other stuff as well. Is he buttering you up for something? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm beginning to talk about whether he was in at one point. Are you, are you yeah. being authorities. Yeah. I'll show you on this. If you're in trouble. I'll show you on this doll where he touches me. Um <laughs> He's a, he's yeah. a genuine. I think we're well past grooming. Like, <laughs> he's definitely sounding like somebody's angry for a reach around. I'm just telling you now. No, I, I don't say a bad word about him. He's a really nice guy. Um, he's uh, so he, he agreed that if he sends me the Atari 2600 and I make a video, part of the, the deal is I have to make a video on it. Uh, I can sell it for charity. Nice. Um, and he's chosen the British Heart Foundation. As the uh, a worthy as cause, yeah. So what we're going to do is, uh, I have to fix it, which I've already done, um, and and we're going to sell it. We're going to auction it for charity. But I thought, well, you know, we, maybe we can do a little bit better than that. And so I've actually put out an appeal on Twitter for some extra bits, and um, I did have the um, oh, there it is. Uh, 
I've got um, Lee Smith's uh, Lee Legion Smith at Lee Legion Smith on Twitter. Um, Lee Smith is another good friend on Twitter. He's um, he's providing some bits and pieces. He's going to send me uh, some um, parts that I need for other parts that people are sending me that are broken. So I'm getting some joysticks um, from. I've forgotten who's sending me the joysticks actually. Arcadesy. It is Arcadesy sending me. Oh, Arca- yeah, Arcadesy sending me some broken joysticks. That's right. I've got fixed those, so that's perfect. Um, another guy, Bobber seventy four, who is my retro tech on Insta- Instagram, my dot retro dot tech. Um, he's sending me a new case, not not new case, but the case that I've got for this Atari twenty six hundred is uh, got a big chunks mi- missing out the side. He's sending me a, a, a pristine case that looks perfect that I can do up and repaint the the uh, orange trim on it and everything. Um, and there, uh, I think Arcadia and uh, Bob seventy four, my retro tech is sending me some games as well. So even actually, um, my retro tech is sending me some boxed games. Um, nice. So and I'm and the the appeal is still there. And this isn't going to go out on or this isn't going to go on to eBay for a little while because I've still got to complete the video and the restoration. So if anyone listens to this po- podcast who's in the UK or even if you're on another part of the world and have loads of money. Um, if you've got some bits and pieces that you can think of that will add value to this, you know, it doesn't in you know, send me some bits of gold or something, I don't know, that we can add to the auction to make people pay more money uh, for this lovely You're going to bling the keys? Yeah, why not? It's all the range of those, Rich. That's what everybody wants. Atari <laughs> ST with the jazzle all over it. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a spare case, it could happen. What you could have swapped it out like Nokia cases, yeah. And here's my bling case, (laughs) (laughs) date night Atari and regular night Atari, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. So, um, I've I've been doing that, and um, off of the back of that, I've started making videos again, which has been brilliant. Um, so yeah, my my YouTube channel, um, what am I called? More fun making it. Um, (laughs) that's uh, um. That's now active again, and I'm making videos, and uh, and I'm really enjoying that. That's been great nice. fun. You finished the pinball machine yet? No. Cool. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Gone. Straight past that. I'm not even using it as a table anymore. It's got nothing on it. <laughs> it's not even a closed source. Beer won't sit on it. Either. It's really. Uh, no, it's on a slant. It's really awkward. It's quite That's brilliant. That's amazing. Well, if anybody's listening and wants to somehow donate, um, slash surreptitiously get Lee's address, then um, <laughs> then let him know on Twitter. Yeah. Have you changed your actual Twitter handle now? Are you were like at more for making it? No, or? I'm at no. ZZ Lee ZZ still. The OG. And you've got the 500 the subscribers as well. Yeah, I've just got 500 YouTube. subscribers on YouTube. Just that was. A I loved your tweet mind. saying you posted the 4.99. Oh. for it, 4.98. <laughs> I nearly unsubscribed to you. Do you know who? Do you know who did unsubscribe <laughs> to me, <laughs> Lewis? <laughs> oh, you bigger. Yeah, so it did make me laugh. Oh, I love that both of you said I nearly unsubscribed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you did it, Lewis. Going where other podcasters dare not tread. Balls fucking deep on the unsubscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really nice because, uh, like, after I saw it, I, lo- I looked at it and I thought, oh god, four nine eight, course. Yeah. And then I got a notification: Lewis Knight has subscribed to your channel. Are <laughs> 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 you a little tyke? <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn kids! 
Uh, well, that's brilliant. Oh, you're doing you're doing good things, like actual like awesome. humanitarian things. Yeah. Philanthropist. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I'm having fun. Oh well, at least you're hiding behind yes. doing humanitarian things <laughs> in order to feed your own addiction. Yeah, there's a thin veil of um, <laughs> that's moral. Fine. That was all we can ever hope for. I don't even have a thin veil. <laughs> it's all moral ambiguity and playing Activision games over here, mate. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, gamey-wise? No. Gamey-wise or retro-wise or anything-wise? <laughs> I've um, recently been told that uh, I, I might have... Um, I might be completing my collection. Ooh. What do you need? Ah, well, now, there's a negotiation that still needs to happen regarding that. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe we should take this offline. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, it's ch- no, no, let's do it online, because then you can't back out of the deal. No, I'm definitely probably, maybe. <laughs> no, that's fine. We were having a conversation the other day, and I was like, oh, how's it going? How are things, you know, what have you What have you got? Uh, and what haven't you got? I can't even remember what we were talking about at the time. I can't miss It was this morning, but yeah, I can't it remember. It was a thing. Was it this morning? Yeah. Jesus. Um, and uh, as it turns out, what the only console that he's missing at the minute is an NES. Yeah. Oh. As it turns screen. out, as it turns out in my garage, nice. I have an NES <laughs> complete with um, with some actual games and the light gun, the duck hunt light gun. Oh, oh my and the, God. The whole nine yards. And I also happen to have, as luck would have it, a Dragon 32 that hasn't been turned on in the better part of six years, and I am fearful of doing so. I need somebody with the expertise and patience to solder things to possibly fix it up. There was a trade to be had. (laughs) (laughs) Trade to be had and a deal to be done. Yeah, exactly. It was wheeling and dealing. Nice. Possibly not really wheeling and dealing. I mean, this I sounds like a really it. rubbish deal, because Lee gets an NES and gets to fix something. Yeah. I, d- and, I did explain this. And, and you get something back that you've already got, but in slightly yeah, but better works, condition. That works, and I get the knowledge that somebody is getting entertainment and enjoyment out of something that I've just had to sit in my garage doing nothing at all. So what, Perfect. what I thought I could do to sweeten the deal was give you this. This is a ZX Dandinator. And it's Ooh. actually for the ZX Spectrum, and it's um, it replaces the tape deck, so it allows you to load things like you would from a tape deck. Now, obviously, okay. you're not going to have... or you might have the tapes and things, but the chances of them working after all this time is going to be quite slim. Um, this will actually work with the Dragon 32. And you right. slip in a memory card with all your games on, and mm. you've got... Um, it's, uh, an earphone port on there you connect the cable to your Dragon 32 and then away you go it's got a little um, LED screen on it and some buttons to navigate wow. and then you can do what scroll through and pick the game yeah, you want to yeah. load and, and then you, load the game you, you you exactly that oh that, is, uh, that was an entirely accurate and true to form <laughs> modem slash game loading noise from the, the mid 80s so I don't know what face yeah, you're pulling there it definitely wasn't a Doctor Who intro. Yeah, it was hundred. Yeah, very similar to that. I think we need to move on. Um, okay, right. That's all your stuff and exciting things that might be coming my way, which is going to be great. Ross, have you got anything that you want to talk about? Any games? Anything? No, I played Warzone with you. That's about it. 
Brilliant. Thanks for turning Thanks for up. It's a, game, it's, a game rife with, it's a game rife with cheaters, and it ruins the game for me all the time, but I still play it regardless. Rife with cheaters. Yeah, yeah. Rife with misogynists. Yeah. It's just just a great game. Just a brilliant oh. top shelf. Yeah. You're playing like it you're for the social interaction, though, aren't you? Well, exactly. Like you say, they're a release. They're a, uh, a way to kind of blow off some steam after a day at work and whatever. And, yeah, it's fun to yeah. talk to you. It's fun. Like, I played... Um, we played last night with uh, a couple of my mates and I played my brother-in-law normally I don't ever speak to him outside of Warzone never speak to him at all he lives just around the corner I never see him I see him every, every Wednesday every Sunday you ask me yeah <laughs> we, speak, ideal. we speak for four hours every Wednesday every Sunday playing Warzone and uh, it's good yeah, I will interact with you if you are entertaining me or enabling my entertainment exactly other than yeah. that fuck off <laughs> Yeah, because I married her doesn't mean I need to interact with you. Exactly, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, so yeah, playing a lot of that basically, and it, it is good fun, regardless of what people at Activision do um, in their offices. Yeah, or anywhere. Well, yeah, we're up to. Yeah, uh, I've played UFC Four, which is the worst copy and paste of a game I've ever I've ever played. And I've played every NBA game for the past 18 years. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I've played all the ball sports. They've managed to copy and paste but take stuff out somehow and make it a worse game than the previous generation, which is like some feat, actually. That's quite That's impressive That's copy to and paste without formatting. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> They've taken out all the presentation part of it. It's all you're left oh, with. Oh, paste is, without style. Yeah, it's just two men fighting. I like the whole presentation of the whole thing is what I get in, into it for, and it's not there. Rubbish. Right, well, that was an entertaining way to finish the podcast. Actually. I mean, I'm, I'm here to record the podcast. I think possibly I need to soundboard this before no, we start no, next no, time. Maybe put that section in, you know, closer in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll talk about something very quickly because I haven't really spoken about me thing because I spoke about the whole Activision debacle at the beginning. But do you know what? If, like me, you were uh, you didn't really play Titanfall 1 and you were put off the entire idea of playing or getting Titanfall 2 because... Uh, you thought that it was an online multiplayer game. It was exclusively an online multiplayer You're game. You're a fucking idiot. You need to do better research. Single players are amazing. I've been told by a bunch of people, Lewis included, that Titanfall 2 has got an absolutely excellent, and Lee, absolutely excellent campaign. And it was on a Steam sale, and Steam sold itself for like £4.20 or something like that. I was like, well, I better get it. And so we started. I started playing it. We started playing it on uh, Discord a few nights ago, about a week and a half ago or so. Uh, blasted through the campaign in, what, two sessions, two nights, mm-hmm. something like that. It's a relatively short campaign. I would say it's somewhere in the region of about seven hours worth of gameplay total, okay. if, you're, if you're quick. If you're quick. The level um, where you're jumping back and forth through time is incredible. Oh, so good. Yeah. This campaign, if you've not experienced it, if you don't... Forget about Titanfall 1. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to even have played it. doesn't matter. Titanfall 2 is completely standalone, unique campaign. Mm-hmm. If you're into Apex Legends, it is inside the Apex Legends world. It keeps the guns from the Apex Legends world because that's where they got them all from. Yeah. So the Apex Legends gun, Titanfall 2 guns are basically identical. You will get a feel for the game, the movement, the style, everything about it is very similar to Apex. And because of that, I blasted through this Mama Jama <laughs> so fast. <laughs> so, so, so fast. But it was so good, so entertaining, really enjoyable. Um, brilliant game. I um, yeah. I would say it's one of the best... The, I'm sorry, the best single-player campaign games i played since Half-Life 2. Wow. Oh, yeah. And the yeah, multiplayer is exactly. really good as well. If you can find a game, it's really good. Well, you can't at the moment, because apparently the service is so bad at, with hacking yeah. that it's impossible to play the damn game. Just a brilliant... And I, Just... I, I came to this as not a fan of robot games, of big robot games. Um, but And that kind of... And I came to it late because of that, because it put me off for so long. Um, but yeah, 
just one of my all-time favorite games just keep so. an eye out for it on the yeah. xbox live store or steam or the playstation yeah. store it's always it on sale is, isn't it? it is regularly on particularly on the xbox it's regularly yeah. on sale for less than four quid i think yeah absolutely. and you know what when so many people will tell you that something is absolutely excellent it is it is sometimes a trap because you <laughs> go into it with such heightened expectations that you uh, that, you, that you don't get the enjoyability out of it that you otherwise could have done if you'd have gone in a bit cold. I had very low expectations of it. Even though people have recommended it to me, I somehow couldn't manage to bring myself to heighten my own expectations of it to a level where it became a problem. But, you know, not every game's for everybody, so you might yeah, not enjoy it, absolutely. and it's not our fault if you don't, legally. But if, but it was brilliant. It was absolutely, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's a great game to play with other people watching, streaming on Discord and stuff as well, because they're all screaming at you, doing stuff wrong, and you're constantly <laughs> jumping off edges and punching people with the force of a thousand bullets, apparently. Um, which was entirely how I played the game. I think I threw more punches than I did bullets in the majority of the game. <laughs> it was great, great fun. Look, we need to wrap up. We need to finish. Unless anybody has anything groundbreaking and amazing that they want to talk about, in which case... Nope. You can't, because we're out of time. Thank you very much. Holding your peace, we're out of time. Um, we have been at Ready Play 2. This has been episode something, 97? 97. Thereabouts. Episode 97. You can find all of us at ReadyP2 on Twitter. You can find me at Zebwin, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N. On Twitter, you can find Lewis at... Uh, at Nuka Kong. You can find L at Escaping IRL. You can find Ross at uh, Rossbelt1984. And you can find Lee at uh, ZZ Lee ZZ and more fun making it on YouTube. Brilliant. And do find him if you've got anything or if you've got any interest in the retro stuff that he's doing for charity because we're going to want people involved in it and bidding, if nothing yeah. else, and getting the hype out there so that he can get a great load of money for charity and you get an amazing piece of memorabilia that has with all the videos and everything to show how it all happened. We've got to go because we've been here a million years, but we will be back soon with another episode on our trudging way to episode 100. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I have to consider. Uh, I just said nice. You said Rick, things as though I don't know what's I'm going on. Just now. A, Not necessarily with us. <laughs> so, just a quick shout out to our um, Patreon subscribers or Patreon supporters. Uh, so, that's uh, Christopher Coleman, friend of the Yay! show, and uh, me and Elle. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, those are the yeah. Well done, but well yeah, done, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash readyp2, the number two. Yeah, we've not really, really publicised it as too much yet. No. But no we will do. I don't even know how Chris found us. <laughs> well, <laughs> he stalks us. <laughs> but thank you very much, Chris. Chris has always supported us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been a staunch supporter of Ready Player 2 since the early days. Mm. So thank you very much, Chris. And Elle and Lewis, who have also been staunch supporters so much as they turn up every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Ready Player 2, episode 97. L sing us out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much everybody. Good night. Good night. that song it's always that song It'll forever be that song it's did we go over song. the recording time Rob? no we've got like 30 seconds left basically on my uh, yeah! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> boom 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bang tidy. Is that a thing?